All right, Corey or Corey. Corey. I'm at Corey's name. All right. I just, I just saw Cor- the word Corey and I read it. That's you should know this about me by now. It's hard for me to. This is me driving. I will immediately just like look over at something and be like, huh? All right, Tony. <laughs> Sit back, relax, and enjoy the warm sounds of the Beer Engine podcast with Griff and Tony. Hey, what's up, everyone? It's Griff. It is the Beer Engine Podcast. Just testing my mic out in the middle of the in the middle of the uh, intro. No problem. Uh, everything's normal. I'm talking to the front of my mic like a normal person would do with their mic and making normal sounds, which is really cool. Uh, I am, of course, joined by podcast producer and host extraordinaire, uh, right wing conspiracy expert. And just overall um, uh, enjoyer of afternoon cherry sours or stouts. Um, who knows? Any of them. Uh, of course, it's Tony. Tony, how are you doing? How are you doing down there? What's going up? I'm sweating my balls off. We have, haven't yeah. had much of a like extreme summer. There's some summers where every second day is into the 30s and, and mm. quite a few in the 40s. Um, but this is... Maybe the second stretch of hot weather, and it's the first time that we've recorded this summer where I've, uh, yeah, really felt the heat um, pound in because it's going to be 35. Well, it's 35 right now, so we've topped out for the day, and tomorrow's going to be That's 39. Toasty. It's toasty. Oh, Lord. Yep. Um, yeah, you know, I, at the beginning of the summer, I believe I remember you were saying it was quite cold for your summer. Yeah. But uh, maybe this is better. Really did start off quite cold. Um, La Nino is going on, you know, when they do the um, long term oh. weather patterns. El Nino being one of the yeah, I've heard bigger Nino, ones. Yeah. Um, so that's going on, which generally drives down temperatures. But um, I, I fear for for next year with us with bushfires if uh, La Nino mm. breaks, uh, because yeah, this was this has been a, a wet um, fuel. Um, 12 months where they're just going to um, build up a whole bunch of fuel in the forests and or bush, as we call it, and uh, that sh- shit will burn to a crisp. All right. Yes. Uh, well, we, we love to hear that you're going to be getting a lot of fuel into the bush or whatever it is that you said. Well. Um, actually, that's bad, right? Yeah. We're going to get fires. We had fires. So I'm hoping we can avoid the fires this year because we had the fires that burned down, fucking almost burned down Lake Tahoe last year, which was quite bad um, because it's a, I, I went there right before the fires and it's about the most beautiful place I've ever been to in the U.S. So I, um, hopefully it doesn't burn down, but I'm sure there's about places 10 times as cool as that that would burn down if uh, you let your forest on fire down, down there. Well, it's just sort of a, a statement of, we seem to be getting these bushfire seasons a lot more often. As a kid, I mm. I can remember one big bushfire, but since 90, 1996, I know that's over half my life, um, there seems to be every third or fourth year, there seems to be a massive one in Victoria itself. And out of that, every second one of those affects us in one way or another. 
sometimes more extreme than others, um, where we get woken up by an alarm at five o'clock in the morning saying, get ready mm. to evacuate. Um, I've had that happen once, and that's pretty oh, scary no. because the whole town has this eerie glow about it, but um, didn't actually have to evacuate, and hopefully it doesn't going forward, but yeah. Well, sounds like you're it's real. Sounds like you're, sound, yeah. I was going to say, sounds like you're spreading some kind of uh, left wing conspiracy here about uh, global global warming and climate changing or some crazy stuff like that. Um, there's no way that I mean, listen, this stuff happens uh, in normal cycles, and it's because of Jesus or something. And the moon, I think maybe. Actually, what was the thing with like, that made me think about the Bill O'Reilly thing where he gets mad about um, tide goes in, tide goes out. Ex- uh, explain that. And he's, he's trying to attribute that. You ever hear that? Or yeah. Tide goes in, tide goes out. Explain that. And he's trying to attribute that to the Bible or something. And there's a scientist and he's like, well, the thing with the tide goes in, tide goes out. It's very stupid. So yeah, this no, is- yeah, you're getting, we're all fucked. It's pretty much, you know, this is the. By the time you and I reach um, the end of our, if we if we were to live, if we were to be fortunate enough to live a normal length natural life, which we're willing, but at this point we we've both dodged dodged a few bullets <laughs> on the way, so we're really <laughs> really playing on borrowed time here. But um, uh, if we were, I, I would suspect we will be experiencing some weird shit, and by the time we turn 60, 70, 80 years old, would be my guess. Yeah, I like how, and this is especially prevalent on the religious right, but it, to some extent it is a lot of religions and specifically Christian religions. If you can't explain something, then the automatic fallback is not to say we don't understand it at the moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's then all a matter of God. Like We don't understand everything about tides. We can explain how they work, why they work, and but we don't know the meaning behind them. And so, therefore, yeah. there can be a fallback position from an asshole yeah. like O'Reilly. Well, ex- explain that. He's not talking about it at that higher level, but it's like if you don't, ex- if you can't explain something, it's got to be Jesus. I would, I would say there's a general um, problem in um, maybe around the world where people don't, especially here, where people don't want to say, "I don't know." They have to have. Yep. They have to. They have to know the reason, and if they don't know the reason, they will claim something uh, extra uh, supernatural or spiritual as being the reason. Saying like, oh, "I wonder, I don't know why that happens," would make it's maybe a sign of weakness. I'm not sure, something like that. But well, it, um, it's very strange. It goes back to two things: one that's happening right now, and one that's happening right now in another sense of the word. Like we, and it's not just like about supernatural things, the balloons at the moment. Like, we can't just say we don't know what the fuck China are doing. There's got to be some reason. We have to come up with we know what's happening. Don't worry. We know what's happening. And and, and they don't at the moment. The military Mm -hmm. isn't that competent. I don't Mm – this is not a Tom Clancy novel. This is a government organisation at its core. All militaries, to some extent – are dumber than what people think. And the other yes. one is um, around COVID, like not just about all the theories, but even rational people, it's like we've got to know exactly which animal this came from to understand mm. it. So therefore we we know. Well, we won't ever know exactly what know. animal it came from 
or whether it came from the lab or whether it was um, – there's just too many questions that we can't answer. George, George Soros. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know the answer, say George Soros. That's the move. Okay, Alex. And, um, you know, I was visiting some of my friends in Austin. You, uh, we, we, I was over Joe hanging out at some of these breweries. I met up with uh, – with uh, Alex and his lawyer over at a nice brewery called Meanwhile Brewing. How was Norm? Uh, what kind by of the way, that was Norm. Oh, well, he was the uh, lawyer. Yeah, yeah, it was um, with the sweet he's, ponytail. He's, he looked great. Um, Norm wow. was drinking a uh, delicious. Uh, uh, we're going to go with export lager. Uh, what, what do we? What do you think? What do you think Alex was taking down? Oh, he, he's a hard looking guy all the time. He's not a okay, beer drinker. Great. He's he's not that's a man of common people. He's he's got a bourbon in his hand, even at the brewery. That's perfect because they had a bunch of eleven percent like seltzer style hard liquor drinks on on draft at this brewery. So meanwhile, perfect for them. Um, yep, Joe Rogan ran into Joe Rogan. Uh, he knocked, knocked me over when I saw him. The guy's on so many <laughs> supplements, just fell fell right down. Um, uh, yeah, Joe Joe's actually you know what. Despite the hard demeanor, he's more of a he's he's a, he's got a softer palate than you'd think. We were over at Jester King; uh, he was enjoying himself some some of those farmhouse ales. Uh, I think current, um, you know what? I'm going to say his favorite was ooh. Uh, I'm going to go with Noble King. He liked he liked the little hoppy, a uh, little bit uh, funky uh, bite of the um, of the Noble King. So I think it was lovely meeting my friends there. Um, both of them had all, you know what, they had a lot of thoughts about why I was getting mailers from Falun Gong from just Shen Yun people. Uh, their, their thought is, um, you know what? I, I, it was perfectly normal. I just got added to the mailing list because I like looked at their Wikipedia or something. Um, but, uh, you know, I did get some mailers from them. So I was kind of curious as to whether they're sending somebody to my house or something. <laughs> get me because we talked about it on this show hey it, it all comes back to facebook if you think about it it will pop up as an ad on facebook guaranteed mm-hmm. oh if they pick me up in a truck because uh one of our one of our friends po- a famous podcastman um brian malika did see a uh shenyan truck and he texted me he's like do i need to come rescue you are you in the back of this truck <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> fortunately, I hadn't gotten to that one yet, but I would guess it's full of people would be my, my best guess. So. Yeah, probably um, is moving a whole bunch of people because I think they 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 have a whole industry of, like, a lot of... Trafficking. Um, yeah, of trafficking, using their, their cult members to uh, carry out a lot of their labour, kind of like a organisation, say, the Sea Org, for example. That's a prime example mm. of another... Another corporation slash religion that uh, does that to its members. Isn't Ben Shapiro down in Austin too? I don't think so. Oh but well, I don't know. Maybe that's why I didn't see him. I, I, I had a uh, you know we we tried to get together, but I think we might have been we might have crossed our wires. Maybe he's in Boston or something. I don't know. Um, I was looking for his sister with the monster hands, <laughs> whatever that is. That's <laughs> posting like. I, I submit to my master husband every day or whatever her fucking weird bit is. Doesn't she have a bit like that? Isn't yeah, something like that? Yep, definitely okay. does. Um, yeah. I'm just trying to see where Daily Wire is working out of. <laughs> it doesn't. 
headquarters in Nashville. Maybe Tennessee. he's in Nashville. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's what, it was either Austin or Nashville. I couldn't. I couldn't piece together which one. They're they're all either in those places because Huckabee's in in Nashville with the fucking Trinity Network or whatever the hell that is. Is that still um, going? I, I'd forgotten about Huckabee's. Own I assume it is. I, I I feel like it'd be a big deal if it if if uh, Huckabee went off the air because I. Follow a bunch of Twitch streamers who watch it like it's Mystery Science Theater. Um, <laughs> this is really funny, but um, uh, yeah, I, I figure it is. They spent a ton of money on that fucking Twitty City or whatever Conway Twitty's old like complex or whatever it was. Yeah, I, I did know it was... if the whole thing went downhill immediately. <laughs> the the funniest thing about uh, Ben Shapiro is he's co-founder of the Daily Wire. Did you want to take a guess? I'll tell you his first name, and then you have to take a guess at his last name. Jeremy is his name. Oh. Jeremy? Um, oh, man. I don't know, dude. Take a guess. Jeremy Johnson. Jeremy it's a, uh, um, Williams. Jeremy Shapiro. Jeremy. Uh, <laughs> Jeremy Boring is his name. Boing? Boring. Boring. Yes. Oh, okay. Like, like the boring company. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that Wonderful. the perfect name for somebody who um, is the puppet man behind somebody as uh, cardboard cutout as Shapiro? I think it's the perfect name for a guy like that. Dude, that, yeah, that guy is just like... Get so he gets so riled up by like... But it's like, a, it's like he turned up a little mouse. Like... I can't believe they're out there doing this. Can you believe that they're they're making our our uh, they're they're gonna they're gonna turn our they're gonna turn our wives into men. They're gonna turn our right you know, just like going insane all the time. Um, and it's like in that little rat voice. That's yeah. all he does is that little rat voice. Okay, getting back on track. Update. No. Green M M&M. and M. Non-event. Green M M&M. and M. Green M M&M, and M. We can we can. Don't worry, guys. We can still fuck the green M M&M. and M. Um, uh, they did show, they showed hole on the green M&M also during the Super Bowl. Uh, so lucky you guys and, and the purple one too. Don't worry. We got, we got it all. Um, yeah, green M&M is back. We never, I did not understand what was supposed to happen in the commercials. I don't know if you watched them, Tony, No, I didn't. but there was one where Maya Rudolph showed up and said she had clam M&Ms, which I was like, that's a euphemism, right? That is a euphemism. <laughs> have a clam M&M, uh, and then um, at the end of the game, they were like, we're all back, the little guys. And that was it. That's what we got out of the M&Ms. It was very stupid. <laughs> um, and then one more update I wanted to give, actually, real quick, uh, that is not M&M related, is that our friend Corey is uh, out of the hospital. So um, our handful of listeners that uh, are on the Discord, and you should join the Discord and be friends with Corey because he's very nice. Don't worry. Yep. He will be back posting in the Quora potpourri any minute now. Uh, and we need him because he he gives us funny content. So yep. Corey, get back Corey, on get the back. Discord. You got all the you got all the time in the world now because you're just sitting at home for the next few weeks. So just chill out and and start uh, start getting mad about beer or something again. Okay. <laughs> uh, you posted Tony about the Whitlams. Now I do not know what a Whitlam is. You're going to have to explain this to me. Well, a Whit a Whitlam is two things. It's actually um, an Australian Prime Minister. A Prime Minister I think you would get behind, especially for his time. He got ousted by the Governor-General in a oh, no. double dissolution election. But 
there was a 90s Australian band um, that um, took their name from Goff. And um, they were one of my favourite bands growing up, especially during my teenage years. They're coming to the town um, basically 10 minutes down the road from me. I'm heading out to see the Whitlams tonight. And they're a decent-sized act, even though they are essentially a nostalgia act. Anything from my 10 years is essentially a nostalgia act. It's a 90s act. Brian, Brian, Australian Brian is all over this thing. He's, He's at this... Uh, he's going back to this with his with after dropping his kids off or whatever. He'll he'll be there. Although I will say it, it never made it to the mainstream. Like the Whitlams were huge in the alt rock thing of the time or the alternative music thing of the time. Can't re- really call it alt rock because their lead singer plays piano the entire time. Um, but they had one of the they actually won the hottest one hundred countdown, which was used to be a big. Um, music poll. It still goes, but nobody gives a fuck about music mm-hmm. these days. Um, and they have great material. I saw them about five years ago, so it'll be interesting to see whether they've still got it. They had it back then because they've only got one original member, which is kind of the way to do it when you're sold. Just keep your original yeah, that's pretty much the case. and rotate the rest of the band out with guys that aren't Ow. tired of touring. Yeah, too much. Yeah, it's too much. When you're getting close to 50, 60 years old, yeah. you're, you're burning everybody out. Um, El Journey didn't even keep the lead singer. They just, they just went with the Filipino fella. Yeah, which is which is different to say a band that's had a multiple number of lead singers in their time, um, mm. like um, Sabbath. Is it Sabbath? Yeah, they've had a bunch of lead singers because Dio was part of them. Ozzy, uh, yeah, Van Van Halen, Van Halen. No. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, Van Halen. Yep. Um, and there's a whole bunch of groups that changed their lead singers while they were going. That makes sense to keep going. But when, once you, like, go away and then have a comeback yep. and don't release any new music that's relevant, I don't know how you can keep going without your lead singer. In excess, perfect example of that. Once Michael Hutchins died, they tried to um, replace him, but I don't think that's really worked out. Um, I think they're doing that with Sublime too. I think the Sublime Sublime has tried to come back out with because uh, that feller died thirty years ago or whatever, so twenty five years ago, whatever it was. Um, yeah, kind of. That's you know, that's something. So when is that, Tony? When are you going to that? I'm going to that tonight. So I've got to get the show out. Oh and then shit! I'll, I'll be heading off to it. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right. That's cool. All right. We're going to have to get an update on that. Hopefully, we'll have some cheap-ass beer you can drink at that thing. Uh, yeah, probably. Last time I went, I had uh, a cheap uh, import, like Stella or one of those things, in a green bottle. Yeah, perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's always the issue. Um, Tony, maybe you'll find some of this down where you are. You know, I almost bought this, and I not this, but I, I should have. <laughs> so when I was, at a, I was at an Austin gas station... And I saw the Pepsi Vanilla Nitro, and I still haven't tried that. I made the mistake of looking at the back of the can and saw like 80 grams of sugar, and I'm like, oh, I can't. I can't have that. <laughs> so I passed on it because I was being bad this weekend, man. I was drinking all weekend and staying up late and hanging out watching TV with my and or doing like power, not, not actually doing power hours, but watching power hours and drinking beer <laughs> while the music plays. 
Um, I can't do a power hour, dude. It's like eight beers in an hour. There's no fucking way. No. But anyways, um, this is coming back. Pepsi's Peeps flavored soda is back, guys. Good news. Um, you can get Pepsi uh, and Peeps soda is available for sale nationwide. Tony, are you familiar with what a Peep is? How could I not be familiar with what a Peep is? It's one of my favorite John Oliver bits of all time and his oh, rage yeah. about the uh, the Peeps. Now... I did see this on, on TikTok. Somebody was out searching for this at Walmart and their oh. local Kroger's and a, they went to a Target and they couldn't find it. So this thing yeah. is legit is what you're telling me? I've never had it. I don't like, uh, I, I don't drink pop very often. Um, I, I rarely do, actually, but... I would if I could find the little can of this, the seven and a half ounce can. I would definitely give this a shot. Twenty ounce bottle. <laughs> I bought a twenty ounce bottle of the Mountain Dew Flaming Hot, and uh, I dumped out nineteen and a half ounces of it. <laughs> so it would be better if I could find a small one, maybe, so I don't waste quite as much. I don't think I'll dislike this as much. I think this is more appropriate of a thing to drink. It's it's just sugar. Yep. A peep is just sugar. A, pe- a Pepsi is just sugar. No, no reason it shouldn't work. Maybe it tastes a little more like vanilla would be my guess. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting vanilla, Pepsi, Pepsi and Peeps soda. I can make a pilk. Tony, have you seen the pilk thing, the Pepsi and milk thing? Oh. Okay, people are stirring up Pepsi and milk. Is that still drinking a thing? It, so that's a thing. You can look that. Up. You can look up Badlands Chugs chugging a, a, a pilk. <laughs> uh, it looks super nasty, but he did finish it. Um for him so maybe that's something maybe that's something i'll pick up tony i don't know um some new sodas something like that uh all right one last bit to do um on the on the funny banter tony and that is that we're getting more sports in town here in vegas i know we've talked a little bit about this and hell on your other show uh uh you did a whole fucking segment on it with uh with Phobes there on what sports teams have showed up. Well, don't worry, we're getting one more. He only missed a few, by the way. I wasn't going to fucking name check him on this, but um, he only missed a few of the teams that have come to town. But we're getting a new one because the XFL is coming back. I'm sure we have a lot of XFL fans among our listeners. Um, The XFL, if you guys remember, and Tony, you didn't know it was coming back when we were talking about this. No, I didn't. Was the uh, football league started by, like, Vince McMahon? It was, I can remember. And they had guys like He Hate Me. And the Vegas, there was a Vegas team in the first iteration. And there was a second iteration of this that was very popular about three or four years ago. That happened right before COVID. And um, that uh, was popular in some of the places. Seattle and St. Louis, I think, had very popular teams. Um, but Vegas was not a part of that one. But in now the third iteration of the XFL, the, the Vegas Vipers are back. Um, I don't know what it was called the first time, but we're back now, Tony, you would think what I think is crazy about this. And I, and I don't think anyone cares that I'm going to complain about this. Um, no, I'll, I'll never watch this. I don't care. Uh, yep. I don't really care for the NFL hardly. So the XFL is, is off my radar. Um, but, um, they're playing, they're not playing the games at Allegiant. They're not playing the games at the big stadium. Where are they playing them? Thomas and Mac, not Thomas and Mac. Um, What's the other field? Whatever it is. Sam Boyd. Sam, Sam Boyd. Boyd, which is over by our house. Uh, no, they are not playing him there either. Oh. 
Uh, they are playing these games at Cashman Field, where they played, where they used to play minor league baseball. And actually, um, I don't know if you ever went to one, Tony. No, I didn't. You wouldn't have been here at the time. That was where they'd have like dollar beer night and shit. It was it was such a shitty big field, it holds ten thousand <laughs> people, which is not even as much as a as a as a Texas high school stadium. Not and crazy. it's going to be weird, and because it's a baseball field, it's going to be weird and awkward, well, and uh, it's going to get hot fast. So in this game, when this season ends in probably what May or June, yep. It's going to be fucking hot, dude. It's going to be 110 degrees coming up on, you know? They've all got to be nice. I think this is insane. Uh, And the tiny stadium, it's like doomed to fail. I mean, Seattle's playing at the Seahawks stadium, for fuck's sake. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) St. Louis is playing in the, you know, the the Rams, where the Rams play, the Ed Jones Dome or whatever it's called now. Um, but the idea that they're going to play this at the little minor league stadium, just like the worst planning ever. Sure, Vegas can have a team. We don't know where it's going to fucking play yet. Well, we'll just assume we can get the Raiders stadium. The Raiders are like, fuck you. No. Yep. <laughs> I, um, I, I will give it some breaks. It's, I'm not sure whether it's still in the same configuration for baseball it once was because it has been used for the Vegas lights. Used for soccer. Yeah, yeah, the lights play there for sure. It's a great size for the lights. They're a second division soccer team, you know. Yep. And uh, it's been used for rugby, apparently. I didn't know you had a major league rugby in America, but uh, y- you do. Major um, is sort of a stretch, yeah. Well, the biggest stadium in the Eastern Conference is 10,000 people with the uh, – Median size being 5,000 people. So, yeah, Cashman Field absolutely dominates it compared to for, the oh, for rugby. Yep. Okay, so not for, not for the XFL, I can no. say. Sure, we're doing great. Cashman is a great venue for rugby. We'll, we'll leave it at that. But um, an NFL or an XFL <laughs> team, well, I guess we'll see. Maybe it will be. But um, uh, I just think it's that's a weird one because – yeah. It's funny because they they're getting the second second tier treatment because I mean the lights sure fine but people do like the lights and Cashman's a fine venue for them because it's they make it fun but um the dollar loan brand they built a brand new building for the Silver Knights and for the indoor football team over at Dollar Loan Center the G, the G League Ignite play over there at the Dollar Loan. Um, they got the Allegiant, we got T-Mobile, we got all these nice stadiums, and then we got our new team comes in, they're like, oh, this looks stupid. You have to play a cash in the field. <laughs> Good luck, fuckers. Uh, so that's going to be really funny. And I hope they have some crazy rules and do some crazy shit. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll be half interesting. We'll see. Now, they've uh, just checked out their current teams, and the uh, Vipers have the smallest um, capacity um, but I, I wonder whether you know any of these fields to find out whether they're legitimate sporting stadiums around America. I'll go through them very quickly. Okay. Uh, Audi Field. Audi Field, sorry. Yeah. Audi Field. Um, is that uh, – ooh. ooh, is that Washington, D.C.? It is. Is that the isn't, um, that's the – that's where D.C. United plays, I think. Yes, it is. For the soccer, yeah. That's a big soccer stadium, sure. 
Okay. Um, the C- the Lumen Field, you would probably know. That's the Seattle. That's the big, that's yep. the Seahawks. Yeah. The Dome at American Center. Oh, that's St. Louis. That's what St. Louis is now. Okay. Cashman Field, of course, you know. Uh, Choctaw Stadium. Choctaw Stadium. Uh, that one I am not familiar with. You, you have to, you have to. Did you want to take a guess? tell me that one. I'll say it's in Texas. Okay, Dallas area, whatever the Dallas team is. Arlington. It's Arlington. Yep. Okay. T-D-E-C-U Stadium. That sounds like the San Diego one, but I don't think it is. No. Also Phoenix? in Texas, it's the uh, um, John Quinn Field at um, it's the University of Houston Field. Like it's a credit union. I know San Diego has a credit <laughs> union field. I don't know which one it is. But. Um, next one is Camping World Stadium. That's Orlando. I know that okay. one. That's the Orlando FC. And the last one you know, because it's the Alamo Dome. Of course, the home oh, to yeah, the San Antonio, San Antonio Spurs. Former, for, former home of the San Antonio Spurs. Yeah. For a long time. It wasn't just a brief period that they were at the Alamo Dome. They were there a oh. long time. Remember when they used the to play only one NBA of, games in, in domes and stuff? In well, the Alamo Dome, they just played a game there. They played like a they did like a retro night, the Spurs did, and they played their game at the Alamo Dome. It was, uh, That's cool. Supposed to be pretty. supposed to be pretty cool. I remember that. I remember teams would always – I mean, those Spurs teams in the 90s, pretty good. Really? Uh, they weren't championship teams, but they yeah. were the David Robinson um, – Yep. Not the pre-Tim Duncan teams, but like yeah, Sean yeah. Elliott – Avery Robinson, Harry Cummings, I think, was on some of those teams. Yep. Um, but uh, the Bulls were – it was horrible. The Bulls would go there. Even the great Bulls would go there. The sh- it's just like the Final Four, man. The shooting was weird. They were not used to yep. the gym, and everything's, like, far back from the fucking oop, so they couldn't <laughs> get any perspective together. Always a nightmare. It was, it was great. Do they still um, do that with the Final right. Four? Yeah. Where they play them in they are they play the final four in like football stadiums yeah it's it's wild and the court if you have like a bad seat the court is just like a little ant farm you're just looking at little bugs scurrying around down there the um that's gonna be in Vegas uh it's gonna be in Vegas in 2028 or something it's gonna be terrible in that stadium but uh, anyway we move on Hey, Tony, nice little week on the Discord this week. Um, uh, who was out this week? It was, it was, you know what? I, I don't like to steal stuff from other shows, but you're going to go with Poppin. Yeah, it's perfect. Um, Nick Torque, Australian spy balloon. Now, what is that, Tony? It looks like a wine bag of wine. That's a goon bag, I, I believe. Oh, that's right. You guys call them goon bags. I forgot about the goon bag. That's pretty good. Yeah, who doesn't um, know that? Oh, here's some good news. Good news from Nick. From Nick, Abs Tall Boys return to Australia. You guys are getting PBR again, Tony. Yes, the world is whole again. I love myself, um, Pabs Blue Ribbon uh, Tall Boy. Um, there's there's something about it. I know the beer isn't good, but the beer's not terrible. That's the thing about Pabs. I know it's it got not terrible. From, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine, and we. Pay a reasonable price for it. It doesn't have the the premium that that Miller does, which is also a terrible beer. But yeah, you should draft. not pay that. I yeah, don't. If you can get something else. Don't buy that. 
I tell people this all the time. If you just want a beer, drink PBR, drink hams in a can, especially where it's like, you know, it's not light struck or anything like that. So yeah, PBR hams. Um, you know what? I, Tony, I, I love it. I love Miller high life, you know, Miller high life. You don't have to pay a premium for it. Just drink that. If you really want a Miller, buy that instead of MGD or yep. Miller light or whatever shit, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, we had a good post from from our buddy Cascade Dank. I, I sort of want to peer through this here. Um, he he sent us a, a Reddit post, um, and he couldn't tell if this guy is serious or failing at sarcasm. Now, Tony, I have a thought on this. I'm interested in what in what you think. the The post is uh, Hill Farmstead is the greatest brewery of all time. This posted in our Beer Circle Jerk Beer Circle Jerk subreddit. And it appears by Glutinous Glucose Gotlander would be my guess. So I'm guessing that's a, that sounds like a maybe a a, a a Swedish or Danish fellow. I think Gotland is in Sweden, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. They're famous for their so, sheep. That's right. Um, to be fair, you have to have a very high IQ to understand Hill Farmstead. Flavor profiles are extremely subtle, and without a solid grasp of brewing techniques, most of the beers will go over a typical drinker's heads. There's also Sean Hill's rich family history, which is deftly woven into his beer portfolio. His Marie Lager is dedicated to his great-grandmother, for instance. The fans understand this stuff. They have the intellectual capacity to truly appreciate the depths of these flavors. To realize they're not just objectively perfect, they say something deep, about life, capitalized life. As a consequence, uh, people who dislike Hill Farmstead are truly are idiots. Of course, they wouldn't appreciate, for instance, the fact that Sean Hill will dump an entire batch if it's bad, which no other brewery on the planet would ever even consider doing in the first place. I'm smirking right now, just imagining one of those adulpated uh, simpletons scratching their heads in confusion as Sean Hill's genius expertise unfolds itself across their woefully inept palates. What fools! How I pity them! And yes, by the way, I do have a Hill Farmstead tattoo, and no, you cannot see it. It's for the ladies' eyes only, and even they have to demonstrate that they're within five IQ points of my own, preferably lower beforehand. Nothing personnel, kid. Of course, I almost think he per- uh, like purposely misspelled personnel. <laughs> at the end. <clears throat> so I think this is a joke. I'm I'm fairly oh. certain it's a joke. Yeah, it's just whether it's um, written by AI or not. And that's what I'm trying to figure out. Was this thrown into chat GPT? I think the, yeah. and I think uh, the misspelling would make me believe it's not. But That's true, but it's, it's easy to doctor that up because they're kind of obvious. Like the capitalisation of the R um, <laughs> and... Um, yeah, I, I, it's definitely a, a, a piss take, and it's it's probably it's taken take. from some of the conversations that you would you would have with people, and the idea that that Sean Hill is the yes, only one yeah. that dumps beer is is really the line that that tips it over and tips his hand in this. If he had have left that out, I think you yeah. you could rightfully debate whether it's real or not. But when you put that in, so I think yeah, I think the reason I realized it was a joke so easily is that. Um, I am in too many beer groups and shit and beer things. I don't deal with. I'm Reddit. I, I there's something about Reddit sort of gives me the heebie-jeebies. So I should probably be looking at more funny stuff on Reddit. But I get afraid that I'm <laughs> going to turn into a 
four chan guy or something. But um, that's eight coon, buddy. Eight coon. Yeah, right, eight coon. That's right. Yeah. But um, this r- reads like a uh, a copy pasta type thing um, that anyone would re- that that is make, taken from an old Reddit post or something like that. It it feels like that. Um, yep. It's probably not one, but it has that feeling of one. I'm in a group in, on Facebook called Barley Wine is Life. I know. I know. This is why it's <laughs> embarrassing to talk about this stuff. They, that's all they do is just post copy-paste shit. That's like with a few words replaced. That's like a bit. It's like a joke about some guy came in and made some stupid post or got mad about it or said everybody. He, he, he likes to be more egg-headed about beer and then got banned. Or whatever. So, um, this definitely that's has the, a that's the thing. Is this is some big? It's vibe. a big dork dork who comes on and acts like he's very smart about beer. And this could have been real at some point um, from some from some um, you know f- uh, full of shit, a holier than thou dork. But um, uh, I think at this point it's got to be a joke, right? Yeah, without it, I think you're exactly right. You say it's getting dumped. He would dump a whole batch. I mean, people do that all the time. So, <laughs> I'm so, now there are shitty breweries that will not dump anything oh, and will release whatever. Yeah, there are plenty. There are plenty will, of great breweries that that do that stuff. Yeah. But let's take, for example, a beer, a brewery that we both had recently, um, Side Project. Do you think they never dump sure. a batch? <laughs> yeah, I, I would guess that it takes. They they have to make more bar- a lot more barrels than what they can use. You know, I'm sure there's plenty of garbage. Yep. Out there that they just dump. Um, okay, so Beer Chat. Beer Chat was active. So, uh, of course, Griff's Drunk Uncle, he's out there. He's drinking. Uh, we love it. Uh, what's my opinion? What's our opinion of New Belgium, Tony? My brother-in-law bought a mixed 12-pack, and I tried the Hazy. Hazies are my favorite craft beers, but I thought this one sucked. Tasted like literal shit with a bad pussy aftertaste. I'm like, we're working. Well, what chips blue, were you drunk pairing uncle, with it, But we though? love it. All about chips. Yeah, it could be the chips. You might be trying those <laughs> those chips we talked about. I would avoid those. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I. You know what? And if you but if you get any ships, I'm out because I'm cur- I'm curious. Okay. Uh, I'm not that curious. <laughs> the um. I, the juicy haze IPA. What he's got from the Voodoo Ranger. Now I will say that uh, if if I if if my drunk uncle out there is um the. the uh, if he's if he's real and not somebody who uh, is pretending not a not a bot pretending to be my drunk uncle, which we're going to assume he's not, uh, he's out there in in Maine where they're making the top notch haze, they're making the primo haze out there. He's got foundation. He's got uh, Bissell. You know, he's got access in Vermont to you know say Heady Topper for example. Yep. You got your Boston. You know you got your Trilliums and all that stuff right there. So I'm thinking that that Voodoo Ranger is maybe not hitting the hitting the high notes of uh, some of those PKZs. So I, I would not be surprised that it has a potential literal shit taste um, about it. If you're if you're drinking if you're drinking substance, if you got subby on the, on tap at the bar down the road, which I believe you do, based on my experience, um, yeah. might want to hang on to that. True. Um- I will say, like, most of the Voodoo Ranger stuff is fine, but even mm-hmm. in Australian terms, it's not a hazy that I would sort out. It's a value proposition, widely available in supermarkets. That's why you get it. I drank the clear, 
drank the clear one the other day at Corey's because they didn't have a goddamn normal IPA on draft when they had their dog shit draft list for a week. <laughs> um, I was like, fine, I'll drink the Voodoo Ranger. It's four bucks. And I was like, oh, it's fine. I don't mind this. Um, perfectly normal. But I, I'd probably dodge the hazy, just like the Sam Adams hazy. I'm not getting involved in the Sam Adams hazy unless I'm like in the airport and I will. I have a gun to my head until I order a hazy IPA. That's pretty much that's pretty much my outcome where I end up with the Sam Adams. I'll just drink Sam Adams. That's fine. Yep. I'll just have plain. Yeah. Uh, Max Allotman, our guy, Max Allotman, uh, he was drinking some killer smoked lager with a mesquite tinge saltiness that leaves you thirsting for another sip. Uh, this is from the seed called the How the World Will Be. That sounds delicious. It does. What can I say? Nice, nice foamy head on that board too. And then we had our friend Nick, who's on yet another adventure, um, going to get the Parma. Uh, he got the Curry Parma, so he went to Tuberac Brewery, uh, had an amber ale there. Looks like he's out there. Looks nice. Um, I was just eyeing up the cars. I was like, oh, you guys drive Fords and stuff? That's crazy. Um, <laughs> hey, in, uh, in Australia, it used to be one of these brands has gone away, and it's not Ford. Um, you used to be either a a Ford man or a Holden man. I'm a Ford guy, so in V8 Supercars, I support Fords. By the way, any car people, check out uh, V8 Supercars, the new um, generation of supercars. They look really slick. All right. Hey, I don't mind Fords either, honestly. Um, but I drive I drive a Chevy Bolt, so maybe. Do I have to buy that thing with, like, Hobbs pissing on the... Uh, or Calvin, Calvin, whatever, Calvin and Hobbs pissing on the logo or whatever. Whatever that bit was for a while, you <laughs> no. had a sticker. No, no okay. didn't make it I, to I'm Australia, that, that bit. Okay. We'll have stickers of like a Calvin and Hobbs looking figure pissing on like the logo of the car brand they didn't like. That was a very like early 2000s thing to have on your car. Oh, yeah, there are um, plenty of shitty stickers yeah. in, in Australian car culture. Um, but it okay. should be known Formula One are coming back to, I mean, Ford are coming back to Formula One to boost up their electronic technologies. And um, so that'll be exciting. So they're not just a fuel guzzling company anymore. Whether they're a Nazi company, that's still up in the air, but they have potentially well, moved on from Ford land. You have a various, you go buy a car, you have multiple Nazis to choose from. You want their Volkswagen, you want your Ford, you know. Uh, there's this you little company called there. Porsche. Oh, I heard of them. Yep, they're out there. I, they're, those aren't an option for me. So, Lamborghini. Um, uh, I can go to a place for that in Vegas. All right, three hours drive for Nick from this one. Logistically, one of the trickiest breweries to tick off. Bandicoot Brewing in what is this, Tony? Eshuka? Eshuka? No, don't don't sound out. Don't sound out. Echuca. Echuca. Yep. Echuca. All right. Cool. Uh, looks like a fine beer. I'm not sure what he's drinking here, but um, it, we got uh, oh, they got cocktails there, bro, and they got little tappers for their for their liquor. Um, and it looks like this uh, this bartender does have a bottle of piss that he is drinking on the bar there. If you can see that, Tony. Um, so that's cool. Uh, but it looks like, uh, but the beer. Um, uh, Nick looks like he got is is pretty good. This place looks tiny. Has three, yeah, three little four barrel fermenters or whatever this is, but that's cool. Then uh, Morris 
Morris Brewing's Murray River Pale Ale, the one and thing only thing they brew and serve at the Telegraph Hotel in Numerka. Numerka. Yep, Numerka. Um, and um, looks fine. Looks good. Yep. And uncle's, uh, uncle's back at it. He posted a meme. Uh, it's a sign on the door of a seltzer garage that says, I am afraid of actual beer. The I am afraid of actual beer door. On. We like our Celtics here, although yeah. I had one. Actually, I had some this weekend. I forgot. Put that on the macro beer door. Wow. All right. Uh, j- just on the um, – what's that shit called? I did learn about this this weekend. Well, to, um, I, I talked uh, – so we have a friend who is working – works at Anheuser-Busch. He's a, in, the brew, in the brew cellar at Anheuser-Busch. <laughs> And uh, he told me that Bud Light Next was essentially beer, like selt- they essentially brewed seltzer and reflavored it with beer. Um, <laughs> that's pretty much how they made Bud Light Next. Um, and I'm like, you're shitting me. He's like, no, that's pretty much it. Uh, very funny. Um, I posted some beer stuff, uh, guys. I was in Austin. Posted this one from St. Elmo. Their, their 3.6% lager beer, which was delicious. It did come up from a can. I know... Uh, Max said he didn't love can pours, but this one just tasted so nice, and it was a little warm in there. Uh, just real tasty, real tasty light lager. Um, bought a six-pack of it on my way out. I will say there's a time uh, and a got... place for a can pour, and it looks like you're in a the perfect place for it. Like not every beer should be served in a glass um, where you're looking at its beauty. Sometimes you just want to crack a can, hear that sound, and drink it while it's cold. Nick at Biramine Homestead Brewery, a few minutes out of Yarrawonga. Yarrawonga, yeah, uh, pretty Kel- close. Kelpie's Curse German Lager on another hot day. Nice, looks good. We have the Cloudy Red Session Ale at Shepperton Brewery. This one has like a hearse yeah. bar, like a, like a hearse thing here. That's kind of cool. Well, I think it's just and a station. It, oh, no, it is a hearse because you can see the extended window. I think that's a hearse. Yep, it yeah. is. And then a white IPA. Wow, that's a that's a beer style I hadn't thought of. Uh, yeah. At Wildlife Brewing, tastes like bad homebrew. <laughs> uh, so long on that one, Rip. And uh, and we had Cascade. Uh, our boy Cascade has been in on a ferry sailing across the Baltic Sea. Ice, uh, drinking some some Estonian beer. Uh, porter was good. This was a porter from Olenot. Um So it's a beer they made for the ship. That's cool on the little ferry that they're on. And then they had a little IPA. On the Talink My Star Ferry, uh, Cascade, you're giving me ideas. This is, I, I want to go to Estonia. I've been to, been to Denmark a few times, been to Sweden, um, been to Faroe Island, stuff like that. But Estonia, Tallinn looks super cool. So I really, really want to go to Tallinn. Um, I did tell him to go to Poyala and try to get some of that barrel age stuff. Uh, they also make good IPA there, so we'll see if he we'll see if he made it. But uh, good stuff. And then they're going to Helsinki, which also looks cool as hell, by the way. Um, uh, I had a little news post here um, that I wanted to get to. This is Anheuser Busch is discontinuing some brands in the U.S. So it came up that they might continue discontinue Bass last year. Are you familiar with Bass, Tony? I am familiar uh, with Bass. AOL there. Um, looks like they're going to be chopping out Bass, Boddington's, Lefe Brown. Oh, you know, I mean, since it was bought by AB, it's different. But 
That was always a great beer. Presidente, uh, Stella Solstice, Stella Midnight, and St. Pauli Girl NA and regular St. Pauli Girl will go away in spring 2024. So um, all these beers will be out, out of here by the summer. Tony, do you have any affection for any of these beers or even know what they are? I, I do know what Boddington's is, Bass is, Lefe Brownies. Uh, the others, no, I don't have any knowledge of, nor do I have. I actually don't know what Stella Solstice and Stella Midnight are. I have no idea. No. St. Uh, Pauli Girl was a beer that I used to used to be able to get at Wrigley Field for a long time. I don't know why, but it was yep. like advertised very heavily at Wrigley. It was like a German, supposed to be like a German lager, tasted bad. And then Presidente, I only know because it's it was the Dominican beer. Um, you could buy it in the Dominican, but I only ever had it when I was in the Dominican for my honeymoon. So, like you can say, rest in peace, but who really gives a fuck? And it's not like they're going rest away completely. They're only um, discontinuing some of the brands in the US, like Bass and Boddington's and Lefe Brown will be around in other forms, without a doubt. And sounds like uh, Presidente will as well. Um, so that's fine. I don't really give a fuck. They're, they're brands that I'm not chasing as whales, so that's. Did you really need two Presidente brands in the states? Yes. We had light and regular. I mean, I don't know. of course you do. Um, but I did post uh, one last thing in the beer chat. I did post a picture of um, a beer I drank at Austin Beer Works just because I didn't post it here. Uh, I have been home for a while, but uh, I'm not going to talk about this one anywhere else. But Austin Beer Works was a very cool place. It was interesting with Austin because. There were like three breweries we went to that had tremendous, uh, four breweries that I would say are just like, these places have a tremendous amount of money. They were like insanely well uh, funded, it appeared very clearly. So we'll talk about this. This is from Austin Beer Works. So yep. great place, nice beers. Um, nothing that would like blow your mind, but very drinkable, nice beers and an enormous outdoor space, food trucks, anything you wanted. So kind of cool. cool. Um, where did... Where did Nick post? Oh, yeah, I posted a great meal we had. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, Nick posted the curry, yeah. Um, here is the curry at the Shamrock Hotel. This was the the curry parma, curry in a hurry parma. Um, so it looks like a good-sized dish for sure. You got the curry looks good. Or the Sorry, the parma looks good. The chips look great. Me. Yep. And he's got a nice little green salad there. It's healthy, Tony. That anyway, you give a breakdown. You know the Australian Parma. You think this is a good? You think this is a good outlay for your Parma? Or? Yeah, yeah. This is a, a prime example of these these newfangled Parmas that people are putting out. Um, but yeah, no, it's a prime example of what a what a Parmi is in Australia. Parmi Parma. Um, just good. don't say the full name ever. In Australia, you can you can go with many different variations, but don't go chicken. I would like a chicken parmesan. No, no, not going to work. But no, it looks good. Um, really representative of what you would get at ninety nine places out of a hundred. Um, really prime example. Um, just juicing it up with it's the sauce. The perfect pub salad on the side. Perfect pub chips. Yeah, on point. And it looks it looks wonderful. So I would absolutely eat that, you know, ninety nine days out of a hundred. So wonderful to me. Uh, I went I went out for dinner in Austin. I, I went to a fancy dinner, and I took some nice pictures. So I wanted to post them, even though one of the dishes looks burnt. It is not. I went to a place called Olame in Austin. 
this was awesome. Um, just shared a bunch of stuff with the four of us. So there's beef tartare. The hush puppies that look burnt are actually made out of blue corn. Ah, they just fry up dark. Cool. Yep. And they um, they came with a, a, a di- like a cream cheese type dip, but it was covered in salmon roe. Uh, which was all delicious. It was like caramelized onion dip covered in salmon roe is what it was. And then um, had a crudo. The crudo, the pieces of the tuna were wrapped in country ham. Can't beat that. Nope, you can't. Uh, then we had some rice, some duck, some biscuits, some grits. Um, and uh, this, was a, uh, this was a curried lamb dish. So killer meal. Everything was amazing. Uh, I love of that place. I did eat some barbecue out there. I didn't post any because I was eating brisket like immediately. When we opened the paper, this brisket goes bad very yeah. quickly. I feel like not bad, but just gets cold and stuff. Big slices. So I, uh, I went with it. I went with it right off the bat. So didn't get a photo of that. We went to, uh, but we did eat a lot of brisket and it was lovely. Um, and one more thing I want to cover Tony in the discord. In show chat. Um, Yep, it's in the show chat. This is from Nick. Carwin just got a big batch of Jester King. What would we recommend? So let's get in there, Tony, and figure out what we would tell um, our friend Nick to buy from Jester King. So I was just here. Now, what I would say, Tony, is not none of the cans. I would not. I would not get involved in any of these cans. None of these were available at Jester King when we went there. Yep. So either of the Pale Ale or the IPA, I would say, are not. Um, Super fresh. I believe they had no whales here. The uh, farmhouse with beer. Not what I would spend my my precious dollars on. Um, Tony, if I were going to make a recommendation, just on my personal preference, I would recommend uh, the somewhat affordable, comparably, uh, Jester King and Live Oak collaborations beer farmhouse ale. Yep. Essentially what they do for this one is they get live oak, either the hef or the pills, depends on the year. And then they ferment it with Jester King's uh, yeast, the Hill Country Wild Yeast. And it comes out with a generally a nicely tart and funky kind of dry farmhouse beer. I think that's a great thing. It's it's fantastic. I would highly recommend that. Um, you know, I didn't drink Fantôme Del Rey this time around. Um, so it's hard for me to say uh, how confident I am that that would be super good. Now, it's in the classic green bottle. So if you like Phantom or you like green bottle Saison, you might you might enjoy this. It, it's really well rated. So maybe that's one for the price. You're getting some value out of that. That would be another one I would put out there. And the other one I really wanted to make sure I mention is the Spawns. Um, I think you have to get one spawn. I'm trying to only recommend three because these are expensive, dude. These are $60, $70 beers. I mean, yeah. Um, so I would say if you're going to pick one spawn, pick the three year blend. You know, if you're, if you really want to do a fruited, I would do the, the wine barrel fruited and not the blueberry or whatever. I would do the, um, I would pick your favorite wine barrels out of that. You know, I'd probably do the mus- muscat or whatever that is, the um, the white wine barrel. That just reads better to me, or the white wine grape. Yep. But um, those would be mine. But I think you have to get, if you get nothing else, you have to get a spawn. That's the number one thing you need to, <laughs> need to make sure you get. 
uh, if you get another one, I'd probably get the Fontome one. And if you throw a third one in, I'd say the, the collaborations beer, but um, those are my, those are my favorites. And I'm sure all of these are lovely. This seems like a greatest hits situation here. Yep, probably uh, the is. only one I would caution against that I haven't been in love with uh, the last couple releases of has been the color, col- like color five. Eh, uh, those weren't doing it for me. Or I didn't find them a great representation of what Jester King is typically, I would yep. say. So um, I would I would dodge those, but I think you're probably not going wrong on almost everything else. So uh, enjoy, you know. That's my advice. I'd, I'd get in there, Tony. I don't think we have anything else. Um, uh, do, don't we I have some Cora? Some, oh yeah, I posted a Cora potpourri because this one just was funny to me. Are McDonald's really that bad for you? This is from Eileen Gormley, name in Dublin. Are McDonald's burgers really that bad for you? The response is, basically, a McDonald's burger is a meat sandwich. Many, many people eat a meat sandwich every day, so thank you for that. <laughs> All right. Sounds great. Thank you. Good tip. <laughs> so, a meat sandwich. But what do you really ask? Because it's a meat there? sandwich, you can, you can eat it. Well, I think that's a fun response to, to a dumb question. Yeah, someone, you know, you just want to know, will so, someone please tell me, if I can eat McDonald's, I just want McDonald's. Yeah, you want a free um, pass to that's eat all, McDonald's. That's all I care about. Um, now I'm just looking at the Carwin. Uh, just looking at the Carwin shit. Yeah, get off the Carwin stuff. Let's move it right along. Right, let's move on. Let's let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, what are we doing now? Logger of the week. Let's do that. Let's do that. Chris Logger of the week. Chris Logger of the week. Yeah, Tony, I'm just looking at my computer files real quick and seeing that I have a file saved that's just called Y. So, <laughs> sort of an interesting thought uh, to have. That says a lot about myself. you. Yeah, it does. Um, Tony, my Logger of the week. I drank a bunch of Live Oak Loggers this week. Uh, the pills, amazing. The gold, wonderful. Hefeweizen, not a lager, but delicious. Uh, they had smoked lager, had a smoked Hellas, wonderful. Um, but Tony, unfortunately, I, I can't do it for Live Oak this week. They're all honorable mentions because <laughs> the best lager I drank this week was from Meanwhile Brewing in Austin, and it was their Pilsner, which won GABF Pilsner in 2021. Meanwhile, pills an absolutely fantastic, perfect example of a of your straight down the middle German pills. Sounds excellent. Uh, really, 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 really wonderful and great can art there. That's a place, by the way, in Austin that just had money. Everything yeah. was super fucking nice. It was crazy, but it was wonderful. Tony, how about you? Uh, no lagers of the week for me this week. I'm afraid. Peter. Yeah. Too fucking hot to play the whole thing this week, so I'm Come going on, to... hurry up. Yeah, hurry that shit up. I'm going to go with um, Boat Rocker. I had a selection of kind of their standard range. It was none of their barrel-age stuff. It was more the widely available beers. Uh, they're, of course, famous for Ramjet and all the <laughs> barrel variations that they do, the big stouts. But to me, the most impressive was a straight-ahead, I think, Kettle Sour 
Um, and it was a beer called Cherry Happiness. It's a beer I'm, I've just finished right now. Um, super, super rip your face off cherry sour. Um, quite acidic, but had enough cherry to balance it up. Really a nice hot weather sour to be drinking. Griff, how about you? I love cherry beer. Yeah, love cherry, cherry beer. beer. Well, mine... I had an honourable mention actually. Um, it's by. Uh, St. Andrew's Brewery, and they have a beer called The Governor. comes in at 4.1%. Just not quite as um, tear-your-face-off sour or as as cherry as this is. This was delicious. Tony, I got to go with some sour beer too, I think. Uh, I had the uh, Jester King, enjoyed Atrial Rubicite, Brent Blend 11. Uh, drank this at about 12.30 p.m. maybe. Um this is a uh, their kind of farmhouse beer loaded up with raspberries, seven pounds per gallon of raspberries added to the re-fermentation. So uh, an all-timer. This blend might be one of the best I've ever had. It's only 5.1%. Uh, Tony, it was absolutely wonderful. Tasted like sweet raspberry jam. Not at all, I mean, sour, of course, but not ripping your face off sour. Had more of like a jammy... And then a nice little dry finish with the with the with this beer, um, surprisingly. So, uh, Tony, give it, give me a guess on the rating. Mini Untapped. What do you think the rating is? Twenty one hundred ratings on the five point one percent Atro Rubicite Blend Eleven. Oh, this could be any fucking way. I'm gonna say yeah. five point five point four point two eight. Not bad. Not a bad guess, but still. Behind it, four point four nine. I get it. For atrial rubicide, a monster number on atrial rubicide. It's crazy. Great stuff. Yep. Also, I will say my my a brief honorable mention for the stout I drank over there, which I didn't check in. It was a. Uh, it did have fruit in it, Tony. It was a raspberry, raspberry stout, like barrel aged raspberry stout at Jester King. Absolutely wonderful. Um, I loved it. Uh, really, really great stuff. And if I ever remember the name, I will post it so that you guys can, I don't know, probably never find it. I don't know. It's probably very hard to find beer um, in bottles. But let's move on. You're, you're getting sweaty over there. Let's move yep, on. I we am. will move, uh, do some Hyper Beer Nerd Dork Shit News. Hyper Beer Nerd Dork Shit News. All right. We got to have one gimmick beer a week at this point, Tony. We do. It's our thing. Tony, are you familiar with Cheerwine? Um, I'm familiar with it. It's in a song lyric. I can't think of um, who sung it, but I think it might have been Shooter Jennings has cheer wine in a song lyric. Yeah. It's a Carolinas thing. Um, it's sort of a – it's one of my favorite – again, I do not drink pop or, or soda or sugar soda pretty much ever. When I was in North Carolina, I had to get myself a cheer wine because it's so tasty. Um, it's like a like a cherry – Soda. I don't know. It's not cola, though. Okay, so not um, like a cherry and, coke. No, 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 no. Um, uh, it's. I don't know how to describe it, but it's it's got like a cherry red fruit type yep. taste, and then, um, anyways, very lovely. But uh, Charlotte-based Noda Brewing is making a Cheerwine ale. So they they got together with the gang over at Cheerwine. It's five point two percent, and it's a. Uh, 
it's going to be a, a beer that you can drink. So I, I would be highly interested in trying this beer. Yep. I do not know how I will get it because it looks like it's only it's not getting the Hormel treatment where I'm going to be able to ship this thing round. <laughs> Probably but, um, because it's I would too popular. Love. Because this seems like exactly. a match I think in Carolina, this, works. This will go nuts. Yeah, they're going to love this in North Carolina. They're going to be all over this in North Carolina. They love shit like this. They yep. love their – it's a very provincial part of the country. They like going to Bojangles – like drinking their cheer wine um and and really that crosses all political lines too so it pretty much is everybody loves their their carolina stuff so sounds great i would love this um so what's the lesson here i am a pig and i can only drink the gimmick crap that i'm gonna hate like chili beer and cheese beer or whatever uh the stuff i like i don't deserve it you know just how it is the way it goes. Um, that's life. Hey, that's who I am. Um, Super Bowl beer commercials, Tony. So there were Super Bowl beer commercials. Uh, did you watch the game, Tony? Did you even get it? Did yeah, you watch I watched it the game and I played Xbox at the same time. It was a good game. Nice. We didn't get the commercials. It was a good. It was a good game. Uh, oh, you don't get the commercials. So we got all the commercials, of course. Uh, the M and M's, you know, and so on. There were a few beer commercials that stood out. I couldn't find a story about this. People didn't seem to care about this commercial, but there was a Miller Coors commercial. Um, they, so it was the first time they've been able to advertise in the Super Bowl uh, for like ever, right? For like 30 yeah. something years. Because Bud Light was like exclusive. their Bud had like a exclusive rights. So they did a bit where it was. Uh, like two guys who are like, this is a Miller commercial. And then a guy's like, well, no, actually it's a Coors commercial. And they're like fighting with each other and, and, and do, having like an all out, like choreographed brawl in this bar. And then somebody jumps in with their hand and sl- at the last three seconds of the commercial and goes, actually it's a blue moon commercial and slams the blue moon on the, on the table or whatever. They managed to cram three different Miller Coors brands into the same commercial. I actually thought that was a smart way to get a bunch of your shit into 30 seconds. Yep. Um, fine. Good. Um, but the, the, the thing that's come out of this is Bud Light. So um, so there's this Bud Light commercial where Miles Teller and his wife are like on his wife's like on hold and they're listening to the hold music. Um, and they're dancing around and, and um, uh, enjoying the hold music or something and drinking Bud Light. And uh, it turned out that they stole this from some dude who who made a tweet that was pretty much the same exact concept um, from three years ago. He did it three years ago. He wrote a tweet. He's like, when you get put on hold, and he's like dancing around, and it's the same exact music, and uh, they just ripped him off. He stole the whole bit from this guy. But did they? This is this is one of those things where, at first glance, it, it it looks like a slam dunk. They stole it off him. Same music. But if you were to go to a generic music clearinghouse and and look up whole music, yeah. this is probably what they would get. It's a generic oh, sure. idea. Um, maybe they, they stole steal. it or not. He's not going to get anything out of it. He is. No, there no. is no benefit to this guy other than. You know, listen, the benefit he's getting out of it, he just has to milk, which is, yeah. check it out. Fucker stole my shit, you know? <laughs> um, but they're, you know, that's it. He's not going to get, it's all, it's, you know, five, it's it's no, it's licensed free music or whatever. Um, 
and it was a brilliant move by them. They got some free commercial music out of their shit. They got Miles Teller into their commercial, and they uh, got what they wanted out of it. You know, I don't know if it was good or not. I, most of this stuff, I mean, I don't know. Every year we watch these commercials, and we're like, damn, the commercials suck this year. I'm like, they suck every year. They're fucking commercials. See, last year I thought there, <laughs> there was a lot of, like, fine commercials. This year I think there was only one good one amongst them all, and that was the fucking Tubi ad because that's – because it caused chaos with people. Oh, sure. Yeah, that was, that was yeah, right, where they just showed, like, the TV, where you're, like, scrolling around on the TV or yeah. whatever. Yeah, that was pretty fun. It was especially bad for us because we were watching it on, like, a stream because um, <laughs> we didn't have, uh, the, the, the Airbnb we were in didn't have antenna TV, so we couldn't watch over-the-air TV. Um, and uh, we were, it would, like, every few minutes it would, like, back out of it. Maybe not every few minutes, like every hour and a half or so. So we see this thing and we're like, oh, shit. And we're like, wait a minute. That's not what our screen looks like. <laughs> so it did send us into chaos, too. So that's fine. Um, and I also thought the Paramount Plus one sucked. So when I see this is not bad, go to hell. That sucked. Um, uh, and the popcorners one was stupid, too. The uh, Breaking Bad popcorners thing. Yep. Get out of here. Get out of here. Stupid commercials. Anyways, one more thing, because uh, Tony Tony's dripping sweat. Tony is like heavy breathing, and he's he's melting down out there. I can yep. see the, the sweat dripping off of his earphones. Um, he's he's actually laying flat. He took his shirt off. It's it's getting ugly over there. <laughs> oh God. Um, this is a we love a classic list. Love and a list. Don't worry, I I found one. We love a list. Uh, there's only one other show that loves lists as much as we do, and and they're not recording, so tough. tough so tomatoes. sorry for their luck. All right, ten breweries every beer fan should visit in 2023, according to Brewers. Um, hey, Brewers, that's cool. I know them. You know, they make beer and stuff. So this is a yep. good good set of folks to ask about this. So here's your ten breweries. We got I got to visit Tony, and I think it's gonna be tricky for you. Yeah, um, it could be. Let's see how let's see how I'm doing. So the first one up is Hogshead Brewery in Denver, uh, which brews so many traditional cask options and imperial pints. It has a great atmosphere. It's small but has a great pub feel to it. Summers are great on the patio. Try the Chinwag ESB. It's malt forward and well hopped. I, yes, yes, I am in. He brews traditional cask ales. Kelly overhears this. She's like trying. I can hear her breaking. She's chopping at the door like the shining. <laughs> Jack Nicholson in The Shining, trying to get us to go to this place. She loves that beer. Um, next up, Dogfish Head. Dogfish Head in Delaware. Wow, I mean, we've okay. taken a turn. We've taken a turn. Dogfish Head. I mean, I would if I were in Rehoboth Beach. Sure. I would, of course, go to Dogfish Head. Sure, but when am I in Delaware? I just don't know when. Yeah, I'm what, but Delaware. why are you taking a trip to go to Dogfish Head? Like, yeah, no, not this is that. not the year 2000 or... I just think the time has been and gone. I like 60 minute IPA. Fine. Yeah, I'll drink one beer you love. Sure. Next up is Rubens in Seattle. Tony, good news. I've already been to this one. So that's great. I've been to Rubens. It's amazing. We love Rubens. Um, Great beers across the board. Uh, They make uh, top notch lager and some. All-time great barrel-aged beers, including Three Rise Men, which is like a signature rye wine. 
um, a, a example of the style. Um, they have a few different locations. They make a ton of like really good stuff. So I highly recommend Rubens. I think, and you got so many options on where you could go. I think, I just think it, it's great. Yeah. Love Rubens. Big fan. Uh, all right. Next up, you got Highland in Asheville. So I actually did not go to this particular brewery in Asheville. I drank Ooh. some of their beer. Okay. It's a longstanding brewery in Asheville. I've had a lot of their beer over the years when I was down in Greenville for work. Great. I, I, you know what? I'm sad I missed it. Um, I would absolutely go there. They have a tap room, hiking trails, beach volleyball courts, a meadow with an outdoor um, outdoor uh, bar to lounge at, a disc golf course. Awesome. You know, sure. A live oak had a disc golf course, actually, too, so that's cool. But I would I would have done Highland. It just didn't fit in with the six different burials I had to visit. So, <laughs> you know, tricky to work around <laughs> going to burial A, B, and C. Um, Tony, then we have Prize Brewing in Minneapolis. This is a new one to me. Uh, I'm not familiar with this, but uh, the founder of Garth's Brew Bar in Madison, great beer place, uh, says the space is incredible, the brick oven pizza, and they're one of those rare breweries that can tackle a variety of styles as well, uh, extremely well, sorry. Um, so I would check that out. Next up, we have Very Nice Brewing in Nederland, Colorado. Now, Tony, this is one I got to say I'm patting myself on the back because I've been to this one. And? Nederland, Colorado. It's good. It's nice. Yeah. I don't know if I would say this is like mind-blowing beer. Now, I was there many years ago. But the beers were good. Um, it was in a little strip mall in this, like, the most fucking hippie town you'll ever be in, um, Nederland. It's, like, up top, like, on a mountain down the road from Boulder. Um, but beautiful place. Yeah. Lovely up there. Good brewery. And then upstairs is this bar or this pizza place called bootleggers pizza, which it does slices and they have bottles of Dreyfantanen and kind of candy on Nice. Wild shit. And then next up we have Suarez. We talk. I feel like we've talked about Suarez like a lot of times on this show over the yeah. years. Suarez is an awesome brewery. It's like the very twee, Place, but apparently COVID put an end to that space and will not be coming back in the same form. Suarez opened a small outdoor space behind the brewery of the tap, so you can't go to the same place anymore. Um, either way, Suarez beers are amazing. Um, it's sad that maybe that tap room closed because it was like the nicest tap room you'll ever be in, but it was almost like a, you know, you ever in one of those like really quiet coffee shops, you know? Yep. They're like very cute. People are on their lap. It felt like that, but it was a brewery. So it was a little bit awkward, but it was really, really nicely laid out. A lot of greenery, nice like murals and stuff. Really cool. And the loggers are, and farmhouse beer is just top notch. Last couple here, Allagash. Um, agree. Nice. You know, what else do you have to say, Allagash? Yep. Urban Roots Brewing in Sacramento. Now, this is a new one to me. But uh, there are a couple breweries in Sacramento that are popping up right now and in nearby Auburn. So maybe I need to get up there and, and check out some of these places. But they have lots of barrel-aged stouts and hop-forward brews. Now, how far from that are you? Is that like a three-hour trip for you or a bit more? Oh, no. Sacra Sacramento's up um, by Tahoe. So that's a uh, – it's like two hours west of uh, Tahoe. So that's a, that's a eight, eight to nine-hour drive or so. It's just to get on a plane. Get on a plane, yep. fly fly there. Probably can get there for 50 bucks. We'll do that. 
And last one on here, Wicked Weed, Asheville. I did go here, so take that. Um, the sours are great. Wicked Weed is an Anheuser-Busch joint these days, but the, the sour beer is lovely. Still yep. a good spot. So I, I tend to agree. But if I'm going to Asheville, those aren't my top two Asheville breweries. <laughs> you got to go to Burial. <laughs> Just saying, you have to go to Burial. <laughs> um, but these are lovely, sure. All right, Tony. Let's let's get you, let's keep you rolling. Let's let's keep you cool. Let's move on to our game this week, which is this or that. Plink plunk plink plunk This or that. All right, Tony. It's a fairly straightforward game this week. I was just at Chester King Brewery, and I thought, you know, these beers have an interesting thing about them. I I can't put my my finger on it, but why do these beers have a familiar? Uh, Invention to him, and I realized was that a lot of the beers sound like things you might name your science fiction show on television. Okay. Um. Yeah. So what I did, and Tony, you might turn out to be a well turn out to be a uh, expert on this, um, just like you are with roller coasters, right wing uh, <laughs> personas, and uh, what was the other thing that you knew in and out? I oh. don't remember. Fallon <laughs> Gong. I don't know. But um. <laughs> Uh, right here, I have a few science fiction shows and a few Jester King beers, and you're going to have to tell me uh, what what is what. Okay. Right? The first one we're going to do is called Ultra Megaforce. Ultra Megaforce. That doesn't sound like a, a sci-fi. No, that's that's a beer. Beer. Yep. Tony, Ultra Megaforce is a beer. You're right. Ultra Megaforce is, of course, a beer. Um, well, how, how are you not finding it? What are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> I don't know how you're not finding it because you wrote the game. Uh, here you go. I found it. Don't worry. It's okay. uh, Look to the skies. It's an alien, a child wonder, and a flying bearded cantaloupe. I know that's philanthropist playboy slosh Rockwell. Uh, so this was a farmhouse ale, three point eight percent, and it is a uh, in, uh, what's it? What was it? It's an intergalactic farmhouse ale brewed with ginger, salt, tarragon, and refermented with cantaloupe. There you go. There you go. Sounds all right. So you sounds got interesting. I will say, name doesn't sort of fit with it, but it does sound interesting. Next up, uh, Tony, the next one you have is called uh, Space Waves. Space Waves. That sounds like a beer to me as well. I can, I can see that in, in beer form. It, it does have more sci-fi vibes, but I'm going to stick with beer for this one. On a roll, Tony. Space Waves is a beer. Uh Brewed with well water, locally mounted barley from something in lime, uh, hops, Texas wheat, and lime salt, fermented in stainless steel. Uh, it was blend, back blended with Montmorency versus Balaton, our barrel aged sour beer refermented cherries at a ratio about 12 to 1. So it's a mostly farmhouse ale with a back blending of cherries. Sounds yummy. 3.83 rating. Delicious, yeah. I'm into it. All right. So Tony's two for two. Uh, next up we have. Uh, this one's called the Orville. The Orville. Oh, I want to say beer, but 
No, it's not a beer. Sci-fi me up, Scotty. Yorville is an American science fiction comedy drama. Oh, I know what this one is. This created is... by Seth MacFarlane. Yep. Who stars as series protagonist Ed Mercer. And um, Ad- Adrian Palicki. Three in seasons. It. Oh, yeah. There you go. Uh, the Tony's three for three. This one, this one's turning out to be a, a Tony's in a rush. So he's, he's blowing through it and he's getting them all right. We love it. Hi, Tony. Next one is called Astro Boy. Astro Boy is the, um, the old Japanese cartoon that we used to get in Australia. It's a fucking killer show. That's correct, Tony. Astro Boy is known in Japan by its original name, Mighty Adam. Uh, and is a Japanese manga series written by Osamu Tezuka. And it made me cry when I was really young. Oh, no. Yep. Oh, oh Tony. All right. Uh, next one I have for you is called Altered Carbon. Altered Carbon is a Netflix series. Is it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great. Uh <laughs> Altered Carbon got canceled, so no, it's not. Was. Um, okay. Uh, Altered Carbon is set in a future where consciousness is digitized and stored in cortical stacks implanted in the spine. Sounds awesome. I mean, for them to do that to me, I think that'd be cool <laughs> if we could, if I could try that out, if they're interested. All right, Tony, next one's called Colonel Toby. It sounds like a beer. I can't see that being a sci-fi. Beer me up, Scotty. It's going to go to 10 for 10. Colonel Toby was brewed on October 24, 2016 with uh, 93% crisp Maris Otter, 7% rolled oats, and Cascade hops. That's 3.4%. It's dry hopped with Centennial and Citra hops, and it was really yummy. So there you go. Colonel Toby. Tony's 6 for 6. Next up is Detritivore. That sounds like a beer as well. But he's right. Detritivore is a beer. Uh, This one is a... Yeah, this is an easy one. It is made by adding the same cherries that were used to make Montmorency versus Balaton to fresh beer. Uh, or oh, by adding those uh, cherries to fresh beer in stainless steel and allowing the combined beer and fruit to re-ferment to dryness. So they had second-use cherry uh, beer. Wonderful. These all sound delicious. Next one, Tony. Oh, you're going to get this one. Uh, this one I put in just as a joke. This one's called Dark Angel. <laughs> <laughs> we know what that one is. Do I even need to answer? Yes. Sci-fi. Yeah, Jessica Alba was in it. It was yep. uh, everybody was very hot for it when I was like fifteen. It was oh, great. Yeah. Uh, last couple here. This one's Das Uberkind. Das Uberkind. I feel like this is now. Now I'm in trouble. I'm going to say sci-fi. I don't know why. All right, Tony. I got one. Das Uberkind is a Jester King beer. You do, you do not get the 10, the 10 out of 10. I got one out of you. Um, it's an uh, organic veal, veal, veal saison, VA saison, 
pumpkin tartness abound in this dry, golden, old saison aged for months in oak barrels. Unfiltered, unpassed, pasteurized, naturally carbonated. It's a uh, 6.5% uh, uh, barrel aged saison. Very cool. And the last one, Tony, is called Terra Nova. Uh, that's a sci-fi, and I think it was on the sci-fi channel. I could be wrong there. Well, I'm not sure if it was on the sci-fi channel, but I'm surprised you remember this one. It had 13 episodes and half of a season. Uh, it was on Fox. Oh, there you go. Um, it was uh, a series documenting the Shannon family's experiences as they established themselves as members of a colony set up 85 million years in the Earth's past. Um. So that sounds like one of that isn't aren't they doing that aren't they doing that again something like that where it's like of course you know we landed on Earth sixty five million years ago and then we were went extinct and now we're back or whatever it is um, I don't know what that was but Tony goes nuts on this one he went nine for ten he was he we got to get his room up to about uh, eighty to eighty five degrees for him to do good in the game so I think back on the back on perfect. board finally a win been a while that's. And that's all we got, Tony, for this week. Uh, why don't you why don't you wipe that sweat off your brow and and tell the people where they can get a hold of us, huh? They can get a hold of us um, on Untapped. We're checking in beers. Need to check in a few more beers this week. Um, I'm Saint Moz. The man across from me is Griff Ad, um, and um, he keeps checking in beers. He's a little bit more polished than what I am. At, uh, well. He's on a bit more of a run of checking beers. This year I've been pretty laxed. I need to get on it a bit more. I haven't even put this uh, Boat Rocket beer in. Uh, you can follow us mm. on Instagram at Beer Engine Pod. You can send us an email. We're posting. Beer Engine Show at gmail.com. Or you can give us a, a tip. Uh, you know how it's, it goes. It's Ko-Fi is the website. That's ko-fi.com forward slash Beer Engine Podcast. Whew. It's it's different to have to rattle that off. Normally, I leave that to Brian um, yeah. with the other okay. show. We make you do stuff. We got work to do here, uh, Tony. The other thing I do want to mention before we go and get you out of the hot box is uh, that we do have a Discord. You can click the link at our website. Like Tony said, it's beerengineshow.com. You can send us an email. We will add you, uh, yep. or you can uh, post uh, or or tag me on Instagram. We'll get you on there. If you want to join our Discord and chit chat with us, because it's got some nice activity, and we're friendly over here. We aren't. We are. We're. We got a whole group of toilet pissers over here. It's amazing. All of us are using the toilet, the best of my knowledge. So, yep. Very proud of us for that. Now, quick question then: Are you a, a stand up or sit down man? Ooh, I. You know what? I'm on the side of. Uh, I do a little bit of a, a little bit of B. You know, um, it's dark. I'm tired. I'm. I'm. I'm making sure I don't do any. Uh, Split, uh, put put on the old splish splash show because I'm I'm notoriously cl- a clumsy person and I'm willing to admit that about that to myself. So with a with a woman in the house, I don't need to be shooting oh. piss everywhere. It's, the, it's not the, the Kirsten Cinema of, of piss. Pick a side. <laughs> yeah, that's me. No, you know what? I'm I'm Joe Manch. I'm piss Joe Manchin. <laughs> You, you'll take money from whoever you want. Big piss is whoever, whoever wants to pay me on how to piss. I'll do it. Yeah, you want yeah, whatever you want me to do. 
Give me 50 bucks. I'll, I'll do, I'll do whatever you want me to do. <laughs> um, sure. Just before we go, we've got to mention about our show notes. Last week we had two versions of the show notes. I think Griffey's going to redo uh, the show notes uh, for this week in the style that he originally wanted. Um, and they're going oh, to yeah. be amazing. Don't worry. It can be wonderful. I don't wait. normally mention show notes, but I think um, we've been really banging it out of the part. part. <laughs> I thought the poem yeah. that uh, that you sent somebody to the hospital with how mad they were about the fucking show notes. So <laughs> get it. Uh, <laughs> get well soon. Well, all right, Corey. guys. Yeah, do that. All right. We will be back next week with some more stuff. Uh, good times, everybody. Uh, everybody have a lovely rest of your week. So long. Farewell. Adieu to you and you. Adieu.